Hey everyone, welcome back to the new episode of the Dreamers Podcast. Today I have Mooch with me here today. If you want to kind of go ahead and tell the audience a little bit about yourself. My man Colton, thank you for having me on. Um, so Mooch is a nickname, first of all. Um, actually something funny I saw one time was that Mooch was voted like top five like ugliest words ever. I saw that like a few years ago, which I thought was funny. <laughs> um, but it comes from my last name which is Moochie. It's like a childhood like nickname from that part of my last name. Um, but I'm a aspiring film director, done a ton of music videos in the hip hop space in the past like three years. And ever since I was a kid, I've always wanted to make movies. Started off with doing like Lego stop motion animations. I don't know if you've ever seen those on YouTube, but <laughs> it was like my whole childhood, like watching like Specifically, there's one guy like Forest Fire 101, shout out to Forest. Yeah, you know, yeah, of course. There's a bunch of other ones too. It's like, yeah, like Brotherhood yeah. Workshop, like, I don't know, just play, Pizza Movie. I don't know if you've ever seen those ones. I don't know. He, he did like the like did like the Star Wars clone ones. Uh, there's so many guys that I was like really into, but um, I used to make stop motions and put them on YouTube. Um, that was my grind. Mostly Star Wars stuff. It's a big Star Wars thing. And then as I got older, of uh, course grew up during the time of soundcloud and that's what got me into that hip-hop space i was just on soundcloud a bunch um looking at artists and i bought this like old film camera called like a nashika n800 it's like i think it's from like the 1970s mm -hmm. in japan um it takes like four pictures at once right so it makes like a what's called a stereoscopic image of you know like Sometimes like on like a collectible card or sometimes you see like prints on the front of stuff. It's called lenticular printing. So it's like as you move, you can like see different images. Yeah. Um, that's basically like the idea. Mm -hmm. But since you take four pictures at once, then you edit them together. You can make a 3D image. Makes it like look like it's just going like that. I don't know. But uh, uh, the camera back then actually like went bankrupt in like the 70s because... There was no like Adobe, you know what I mean? There was no like After Effects or Photoshop where you can easily just put the four pictures on top of each other and like make a focal point. So you had to actually like print them on like lenticularly. So they kind of went bankrupt. But now they're kind of collectibles items. Mm -hmm. um, but I bought that. I had like no idea how to fuck to shoot film. Me and my buddies were like probably like freshmen in high school or I was just trying to take pictures of them. And like the camera, if you like throw something in the air, like it's frozen in time. It's like a video that's um i remember i like took like there's probably like four or five times where we did like whole photo shoots more or less and i had no idea how to work film because you expose film to the light it's fucked and i was like literally like pushing the film like back into the case instead of like really because it's like an old camera you have to like crank it yourself <laughs> so like the first like four times i took pictures uh -huh. with it like i just they were just blank <laughs> but uh, it was just, like a learning process and then <laughs> I was like, fuck it, I'm going to take this with me to some concerts. Um, and that's kind of how I got in there, like the rappers, I guess. So I was just taking pictures at concerts. Like, went to like Rolling Loud, loud snuck in with like notepads, just, like running around, taking pictures and shit. Um, I was always into editing. I went to school for the wrong reasons. I played like lacrosse, Division One lacrosse, which was like a big part of my childhood, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, dropped out do the video stuff, I had the opportunity, uh, these people 
called the Real Goats. Have you ever heard of them? Uh, I think so. I think so. so they do like all of the babies early. Okay, yeah, yeah that's that's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought. They're um, they're homies, but the guy James Rico, who like is like the the leader of the Real Goats, he is the Real Goat. Um, was a really talented DP or director of photography. It's like mm-hmm. a camera operator, more or less. Um, and so I had my eye on him. He put up on a story one time, like he needed like an editor. So I just reached out to him and he had me edit this like Rich the Kid video that I just went in on. Um, he liked it. Never came out, but he liked it. <laughs> and, then, and then he was like, let's, let's meet up. I'm coming to New York. And we met up in New York. Um, and he was working with Baby. We just changed his name from like Baby Jesus to the Baby. This was like twenty, <laughs> like early twenty nineteen. Um, and we just shot like a video with him in Times Square and like ran around New York. And we had like baby costumes, and, like, baby dolls. We went to like Walmart and like bought a bunch of baby shit. <laughs> but it was it was like really a lot of fun. Um, I wore the baby costume myself. <laughs> the baby like nice. beat me up and shit while I was in it. Like, <laughs> but. Um, I just got to like be a part of the creative process and like the ideas and everything, and they were super welcoming. Um, and then I got to go on a small portion of the tour with them, take a bunch of photos and stuff. Um, and that's why I like dropped out was because they're giving me that opportunity to be part of their team. Um, my parents were like pretty against it, honestly. My parents like have always anyone out there that has comes from like a dramatic family or chaotic family background, like. My par- I, I'm, I'm like the I was the youngest in the, like my in the first family. I'm, I'm the youngest, so I was kind of like the troublemaker. Mm-hmm. I was always like getting in trouble, so I had to like I more or less like dropped out without permission, chase this shit. Um, we were and then we like we're in LA. We we're filming the Bop video, which was like a big budget video. Mm-hmm. Um, we're shooting it on like the Paramount Studios lot, which was fucking sick. <sighs> Which is like they have like a fake New York there, basically. Yeah, yeah. We like had like a like four days of rehearsal. There was like 140 dancers. Did like a whole. So that the story behind that video is that is actually really crazy. Um, originally we wanted to do like an Austin Powers intro. So like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Walking around the city and everyone like loves him and shit. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was there was like it wasn't just one shot, which is what the video is now. It was like a bunch of scenes, you know what I mean? And it ended with this like big parade, with the baby going around the lot. And one of the like things that we set up for a full choreograph of the song is what the video is today. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just like one of the shots we did. We did plenty of other things that day. Like, but there was like three master dancers with like the whole song and everyone's like dancing throughout the whole thing. Um, and I remember that night, like we were like 6 a.m., got to Paramount, we're filming, 5 p.m. wrapped, 6 p.m. left, went back to James Rico's apartment in L.A., the real dope guy I was telling you about. He was looking at the footage. He synced up that one performance, um, called the baby. They showed it to him. The baby was like, oh, we're putting that out tomorrow morning. Like, that, that, that was like a little, we'll make it like its own thing. Put that out tomorrow morning, like bop on Broadway. It's like it's like a teaser for the actual videos. Put it out tomorrow morning. They're like, all right, fuck it. And they like put it out. The next morning, which is like crazy to see, because like it's like within the same day of filming, the video was ready to go. Um, mm-hmm. 
James Rico colored it himself because it was just one shot, you know, and put it out the next morning, went like number one trending. Yeah, I think it has, I don't know how many views it has now, but it has like hundreds of millions of views. Yes, I'm, I thought it was pretty popular. Yeah, it's pretty, going pretty big. And so like the actual video never came out, which was edited over like the course of like 14 days, like two weeks. Mm-hmm. That video never came out because we didn't want to like, decision was that I didn't want to like make the attention go away from the main one because I was doing so mm-hmm. well for such a like, long period of time. So that ended up becoming the video, which is like that one shot. But I just remember being really cool. Like the same day we were filming was like the same day we were uploading it to the baby's YouTube. I just thought that was crazy. I don't know. That, that's crazy to hear the story because, yeah, I mean, I saw that video when it was blowing up. You know, it's we talked about pretty big. So it's interesting to hear that there was like a whole like that was just like one scene. And there is, you know, somewhere just sitting a full. Yeah. And that's what's crazy about this music industry and working in the video side of things is there's so much stuff that you work on. But I mean, me personally, that will never, like, just never see the light of day. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, like that whole bop video, like, nobody probably ever see that. Like, you know? It just, That's crazy. Like, like a whole video graveyard, like, you know? Mm-hmm. But it kind of happens to everyone at some point, especially because it's, working in the music industry is tough. Because, like, you don't have to only make the artist like it. You have to make the management like it, the label like it. It's like a lot of people agreeing on something. But the most successful artists are people like the baby, honestly, who like was super in charge of his own shit and was like calling all the shots. You know what I mean? Like he paid for that himself. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like he was personally, so we were able to move quicker. And he was the one that was like, let's upload tomorrow and like gave us access to upload it. You know, but instead, it was just him, the, like working with the artist directly. He was calling the shots, the label and him or doing whatever they were doing. But a lot of times these artists like are super micromanaged and it causes it just like causes confusion, I think, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask about, like the difference with uh, doing music videos for more smaller artists or on the rise artists versus like, I mean, I have a list here, but like you've worked with Trippy Red, Rich the Kid, Lil Wayne, uh, Midwest, Polo G, like just tons of like big name artists. So I was curious, um, you know, and I mean, you just kind of talked about it a little bit there, but you know what the differences are between working with smaller artists versus some of those bigger names you know really like it's kind of like uh, i used to i was kind of wearing the shirt about say this like when i was really going like doing a lot of videos back to back i kind of viewed it like all these artists are like pokemon <laughs> like you know mm-hmm. catch them all and like how they all really have their own like thing about them they're all very different you know so like one artist may just let this like sometimes like, for example, I worked with a kid named Glaive one time, so mm-hmm. as an example, and his team and him, they're great people, by the way, they have a great team, and they were just like, hey, here's, like, some notes that Glaive made, you know, here's, like, a quick little Google Doc of just some things mm-hmm. that he envisions. I want you to take that and turn it into, like, something crazy treatment, you know what I mean? And, like, he was just like, I want, like, Afghan hounds, he's like rare dogs from like afghanistan we had to like go for <laughs> he's like i want like this specific car and like i also want like these effects you know what i mean like like when, when an artist takes that step when they know and when they know what they want and they mm-hmm. communicate it with their team what they want and so their team can then communicate it with everyone else and then that's what's made that's always it's like a beautiful thing you know what i mean versus like other times which most of the time especially with like these big big artists um that i've like had the opportunity to write with because i don't really know them 
you know what I mean? Like it just kind of comes mm-hmm. like grapevine of let's we need like ideas for this song we're about to drop. Let's get a bunch of treatments. So it's kind of like I'm competing with like other directors that are writing their treatments, and like so I just kind of like listen to the song and sit with it, and then I just kind of like think of some shit. Like you know, what I mean? like, <laughs> mm-hmm. but um. Uh, that's one thing I've always taken pride in is like the the treatment process. Like, I've always kind of like put too much in my treatment. Like, I, like literally, there's never been a video I've done because you know, I, I always I only have like one day to film it all. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. never been a video I've done where I've actually like gotten everything I I wanted to get. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> always doing too much. Like, like, but um, I don't know. It really varies. Like. But I, like I was saying, if the artist knows what they want, and they communicate it with their team, then it's like, it makes everything like way better. You know what I mean? Just for everyone involved. Um, but in the music industry, like versus like, because what I want to do, the whole reason why I even got into this was like, I want to make movies. You know, I want to be a film director and help mm-hmm. stories, do more narrative things, work with actors and, you know, build worlds basically. Um, in like, in the music industry, the talent, like the artist is like the number one person on set. Like we're all here for them. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we're all here to make their whatever vision it is come true. You know what I mean? Like, um, like some people like. I mean, of course, you always give your own vibe to it with the director. But like, it's still at the end of the day, like it's it's a part of the artist's career more than anyone's. I feel like you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, so, but in like the film world, as the as I've been, because this last year. I've kind of done less music videos and I've been writing and done some short films like that I haven't shown anyone yet. But I've like, like that process is like more about someone out there that wants to make movies or whatever and be a director. Like they want to be a Spielberg or Wes Anderson or Kubrick. Mm-hmm. That process is like really like a dive within yourself. And it's like more about you because it's like you're writing the whole fucking thing and it's like. You're the artist, if that makes sense. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, I think that the music video world is super, like, because I, I never, like, signed to anyone as well. You know, I've, like, worked with a lot of people, get people giving me a lot of opportunity, and I've always been thankful for it, but it's tough uh, the music to, like, do these high, big budget videos without having your own manager as well. You know what I mean? And, like, mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's a lot of like micromanagement in the music industry, you know, <laughs> just like a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, don't, I can keep going. But what, what, you have you have any questions? <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> we can kind of touch on the films here too. But I mean, what are some of the? I mean, you said you started with like stop motion, and it's funny that you mentioned forest fire and like Lego stop motion because I have a friend that's in. Uh, he's in school for like film right now and he's done a bunch of little short films and I've a uh, very eccentric guy and I've uh, helped him a lot but that's that's like his biggest inspiration was like Legos and especially Forest Fire and mm-hmm. probably every you know, stop motion Lego animator he's watched at some point um, so it's funny to see how you know yeah you know for me it was just him my friend but how you know even you that you know in a sense kind of s- snowballed and led you to here and you know what you're doing now and to go from that to like photographs to music videos and you know when you do short films more um you know what what are some of the music videos that i guess 
you know, might be your favorites or ones that, I don't know, I hate to use the word inspire you the most, but, you know, some that you think are, you know, really visually striking and pair well with the songs. Shout out to your friend, by the way. Like, like <laughs> um, but uh, probably like one of my favorite videos was the, I did this video with Ian Dior and Trippy Red called uh, Shots in the Dark. Mm -hmm. uh, always been like a sci-fi buff. And it was just like a straight Star Wars, like inspired video and like space mm -hmm. Odyssey and you know what I mean? Um, so that was a lot of fun. We like actually filmed it in like a desert, like a real de glamorous sand dunes, like three hours from LA. We were like two miles into the desert, like no service. We using like a compass to like find, <laughs> to, like find this like flag I'm like waving to like bring uh -huh. the crew out and everything. Um, that was definitely super challenging because like it was so hot. It was like a hundred plus degrees and oh, yeah. And like I remember my art my art director I don't want to expose him but he was like he couldn't do it like he was like I'm too hot I'm out like I'm 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 a dip so I was literally, literally there was a moment on that set where I was in the middle of the fucking desert alone like two miles in the desert alone and I'm shoveling some fucking some sand to put uh, like a pilot's like chair because like an ejector mm -hmm. chair and a parachute into the sand. And I was like, wow, like, I really, really hope they fucking find me. I'm like, really? <laughs> but I don't know, that was like the most fun I've had probably doing a video. Because um, I just love Star Wars. Um, but there's one video I did that never came out. There's a couple of videos I've done that never came out that honestly are like some of my favorites, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. I did a video with like Ski Mask like recently, like last, like the end of last year. Um, it's like super last minute, but I'm, I was proud of it, but it never came out for some reason. Um, and then that one was like, had, had like flubber in it. It was like a scary, a scary movie rip. Um, mm -hmm. it was fun. And then I had this opportunity one time, like in 2020 to do like a Lego stop motion video for Lil Uzi, uh, oh. which was sick. I made like a custom Lil Uzi Lego and everything. Um, and then that just like got fell through, but that was pretty cool. I like did like a few scenes where he was like getting like abducted by aliens and shit and like taken to like a concert <laughs> full of Lego people. It was just mm -hmm. good. I don't know. That was fun. So I, I was going in on that, but it was probably my favorite projects that have come my way, but I just feel like, um, also the MP5 video. I don't know if you've seen that one with like, yeah, because I was like, I don't know if you ever played Call of Duty. Mm -hmm. um, you ever played like Black Ops 2, like Mob of the Dead Zombies? Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. That was like a Mob of the Dead Zombies idea. And like, just like, um, in my home, I wish I was home so I could show you, but I have like, uh, like I still have like perks from the like art things. Like I have like a uh -huh. Speed Cola and like a Sofago Juggernog, like perk bottles, like just sitting in, in my fridge, which is fun. Um, <laughs> nice. I don't know, I just like doing, like, one thing I always made part of my trademark in the music videos was, like, just hella, like, pop culture references and movie references, because, like, I just found it as, like, an excuse to, like, replicate some of my favorite things, like, you know what I mean? Like, which is really what, like, a lot of this shit is, like, mm -hmm. especially today with everyone growing up on the fucking phone. It's like, you see something, it speaks to you for some reason, your brain absorbs it more than the other stuff, and then you, like, imitate it. You know what I mean? The same way you were like, you saw someone else do a fucking podcast. You know, like that person kind of walks so you could run. Like, you know what I mean? Like that type of thing. That's like really what 
the world of art is all about and like finding finding your own way by using everything that you've absorbed you know um but yeah i definitely think that like the movie references work really well in the music video space too it's always it's always been like like some of the most iconic videos like most iconic artists take inspiration like kanye west when he first started off have you ever seen akira yeah, yeah that, that's what I was going to mention with uh, the, was it Harder harder or Stronger music video, I think? Like his whole branding back then, too. Like, he was just, like, super Akira-inspired. and mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's so many examples of it. Like, you know what I mean? And I find that to be, like, fucking cool because it's just, like, just shows, like, the thumbprint of, like, a creation. Because I feel like the whole reason why, like, I mean, like, the reason why I made my production company Infinity Studios as well is like because when I die, like all the shit I made will be there forever in kind of like a time mm-hmm. capsule. You know what I mean? It's like you're trying to leave like some sort of thumbprint. Um, so like using inspiration and replicating it is just like proof that like that inspiration made a good thumbprint. Like you know what I mean? Like like it, it mm-hmm. affected people. You know, which I it's just a chain reaction. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> like, like like yeah, but. Um, yeah, and I also like doing like visualizers and shit. I do like, like doing, we did like Juice World's like fourth with the grade A. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. they had this opportunity. It was like a Juice World's like four year anniversary of Goodbye Good Riddance, and we really had like no time, honestly. It was really fast, like putting it together, like literally, like staying up all night. <laughs> Um, put together like a whole storyline for the visualizers kind of you know for each one and got a bunch of animators on it and that was pretty that was pretty cool because i of course everyone's a big juice fan that's in this community you know mm-hmm. um so that was fun i know this sounds kind of weird but like i just like had like a juice world poster that i like hung up above my computer at the time uh-huh. and i just like kept looking up at it like while i was working on it and i, don't know, I just felt like I just felt like he was like fucking like there or something. <laughs> like I was weird. Yeah. Like like yeah, no. like uh, it was like a special moment. That was fun to work on. We actually like like that intro scene of the album where like he's talking on the phone with the girl. Like we actually filmed like a live action, like little short film more or less that like brought that audio to life, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy. The craziest part about Juice World too is that like he was making so much music that for years later. He's not like in years to come, like he's still gonna be still putting out music, you know what I mean? It's crazy. So, yeah, yeah, I just uh, the new off the I think the Lyric Eliminate album, he just dropped a song where it's Juice World and Corday, yeah. and they filmed that song, you know, like four years ago, and then Corday just filmed the video, and so it's crazy to think that there's still like probably a ton of full unreleased songs, even though they released a few several, I think, post humorous albums. So, that's crazy to think how much. He must have been recording. Yeah, no, he. I feel like he really like changed everything in the, in that world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was, kind of made the bubble, and then it like popped and like went everywhere. You know, like. But uh, you know that era, it was kind of sad, honestly. Like to look back on it and like, see, like think about like X Juice, Lil Peep, and. Cause they all like are we're in the same lane and like we all had like this like same thing happen you know it's really crazy yeah i definitely was a fan of that you know i mean as a high schooler 
as I'm mm-hmm. sure you you probably were too. Yeah. Yes. So that was. I mean, they were. I probably got into rap and hip hop kind of late 2015, early 2016. So I mean, that was right around that like SoundCloud era. You know, the 2016 Double XL freshman list, uh, and then you're listening to X when he was on the rise and yeah. Lil Peep. I mean, he was you know still so early on. I mean, all of them were so early on in their careers. So it's you know crazy to think you know what you know if they were still here what they would have created because i mean and especially like x and juice they were i mean they were incredibly popular you know before they passed yeah so it's crazy to see where they would be be now i feel like that whole like era is kind of like you know it definitely was like a chapter in the music industry that you know like i don't know i don't know if it's over but i feel like it's something new to like I don't know, like, what, what's next? It's, like, a good question for, like, that scene. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I definitely feel like uh, Uzi's, like, Uzi's someone that really cares, like, being around him and seeing the way he works and stuff. Like, he's he's my if I, he's my favorite artist, I think. Right, you know? Most, he's having the most fun, but he's kind of the king of that whole world right now, you know? So, yeah, I mean, he just, as we're recording this, like, the day or two ago, I think he dropped the trailer for the pink tape. And I just watched it all <clears throat> a little bit ago. And yeah, it's, it's crazy. You can tell how much, mm-hmm. you know, time and effort. I mean, I don't know how much, you know, specifically he came up with. But, I mean, even if you look at the description of that video, it's just, like, dozens and dozens of names. Out of one of those dozen names is, is a mooch. I'm in there. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, got, I got to help out um, on that a little bit. But they definitely, like, uh, Gibson, Hazard is a fucking goat he's like the industry like director like you know what i mean he's, he's definitely just high roller um he's a good kid too and then this kid diego who's a fucking yeah le- uh yeah uh, reduciano or whoever yeah i've been i've been following him for a long time yeah i love that kid he's that's one of my like best friends i love him he's so fucking good and he has like his own swag that he brings everything he does and he's so quick mm-hmm. like literally asks his kid like yo like hey like can you make me a title for this video he made it if you ever actually watch him make it he makes it like in 10 minutes like you know what i mean <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> how's this oh it's perfect like what the fuck like, <laughs> that's how, uh-huh. like, really talented um so he but shout out to diego because he helped out a lot that was like a lot of his vision you know what i mean definitely made the minds come together but it was really cool to see Diego do that. That's something he's always wanted to do is like creative direct something. Um, but no, that project was amazing. Um, Uzi was like definitely cared a lot. I got to be on set mm-hmm. for it. So like he was like definitely tapped in on set and like cared a lot. And it was like long days and he was there the whole time. Um, I, one video I did with Uzi though, he, he like, it was actually funny. Cause like Uzi's, um, I my family and we have like a restaurant in New York city. Mm-hmm. That like for some reason a lot of rappers started liking it um in like two, 2017 or whatever mm-hmm. I, I was in high school then and i like went to the restaurant and like uzi was there this is like before i, I really like was aware of him you know what i mean like um i like, was like listening to his songs but i didn't like put like a face to him yet you know what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh he was there with like p diddy and like ti and like, <laughs> ross I just uh-huh. went over to them and like said hi real quick, you know what I mean? Like just because like they're mm-hmm. 
family's restaurant or whatever and they, and like and, uh and then like that i like went back like a days later um i don't know I th- like around that time he then made a song where he shouted out our family's restaurant so the name of the restaurant is the hunt and fish club and the you know the song like do what i want like mm-hmm. uh and there's like a literally this like the beat like the beat like stops it's a, and then he just says so like only the words and he's like this is the quote quote on who's the uzi quote like girl you see me get this money please don't front hunt and fish club where i'm eating what's for lunch and I like he was like I saw him. He like was eating lunch there that day, so it was almost like he was shouting uh-huh. out what she had, um, which is like made me like even more of an Uzi fan in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when we were doing when like he hopped on that Holy Smoke song, the Trippy song, it was like pretty like last minute. Um, Trippy was always saying he wanted him on it, you know. And then like it was getting too late, so it was just gonna be Trippy. And then he like hopped on it last minute, and I had to like kind of like tweak the video for it. I had three treatments I wrote. I had three different ideas that was presented to Trippy. So mm-hmm. fully fleshed out, like totally different vision. Like, you know what I mean? Like spent a lot of fucking time on that. And mm-hmm. picked picked this one treatment that we ran with. Um, there's gonna be like a laundry mat. Uh, there's gonna be like and like up like there's like an elevator that takes you like lower into the laundry mat, like underground. There's gonna be this like kind of like uh like ethereal like computer room like mother mm-hmm. you know what i mean like server room where there's like screens everywhere and the like, uzi was going to be in there and they're gonna be like laundering the money and count money um and there's gonna be, like a limo mm-hmm. and a bunch of other shit which a lot of that ended up in the video but we built this like room there's like uzi's reveal like you know what i mean there's like uzi's room like when we first see uzi's like in this room um at the computer, basically. And he just, like, didn't show up the first day. <laughs> we're, like, we're in L.A., didn't show up. So I'm just, like, filming whatever in the room, like, whatever I can. I have, like, some actors there, like, filming shit, just, like, kind of, like, improving, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was pretty bummed, so he was like, all right, I'll try again tomorrow. And then, like, Uzi was, like, in the news because he, like, was in, like, a altercation or something. <laughs> and uh, so he, like, ran away. And he got in, like, an altercation with that rapper, St. John. Uh-huh. Oh, you remember that? That was like the day we were supposed to direct and film him, and then he like dipped to New York and was like, "Yo, can y'all come to New York?" And this was like a this was like Sunday, and we were like, "Oh fuck, all right." So we're like, "Now we're going to New York," and I have no idea what we're doing. You know what I mean? I'm like, "Oh, I gotta mm-hmm. like something up." I'm like looking in for locations, and there's this old arcade I used to go to in New York as a kid, like the Chinatown Arcade that like has this like kind of L shape like arcade. I don't know. I was just like, "Oh, it looked cool there." Like called them up and they were like, "Hell yeah, come film here!" And it was like pretty cheap too. They're they're and so we just like filmed the Chinatown, got like a limo, and like on Tuesday Uzi showed up there with like fifty people on ATVs. <laughs> I mean, like, and we just like filmed in the arcade, but it was pretty hectic. But like once he actually showed up, he was like so he was really funny. Like, cause on set. Like, for example, most sets are, like, 12 hours, right? Like, a 12-hour day. Mm-hmm. Like, so if you're on the crew, you show up, and then 12 hours later, you're, you're dipping. But it's, it's actually 13 hours because there's an hour in between where you get, like, a break. So you get, like, six hours break for an hour and then six hours. But it's, like, law that you have to break. You know what I mean? Or there mm-hmm. has to be at least 30 minutes, like, lunch break. And by the time Uzi finally showed up, 
we were, it was at our like six hour mark to like go on our lunch break and I was like damn like fuck and like we like just started filming and like I don't know like our they were like being strict about it like the whole crew um, mm-hmm. but with the DP it was like my buddy was still filming with me but the crew went on lunch break and we like filmed one more shot like alright we'll take our break and Uzi was like alright where are we going we're going to the deli and like he like walked to the deli like right around the corner like with the crew just like being like mad normal and like talking shit with us and like ordering sandwiches and like buying hella candy like he like, he, like <laughs> joined us on our lunch break it was, it was hilarious like, like, like but yeah that was fun let me plug this in who's like one of your favorite artists or rappers I guess I mean I listen to a lot of uh, I mean pretty much everybody I really like uh like Griselda and you know West Side Gun, okay. And Anthony the Butcher, that kind of stuff. Um, I don't Benny the Butcher. He's fine. I don't, I haven't listened to the other two though. I have to check them out. Yeah, uh, West Side Gun and Conway are both really great. I, I'd say West Side Gun's my favorite. He's he's uh I don't know. He's he he might be the hardest to get into maybe, but his I would, like Pray for Paris is I think twenty twenty album, uh that Virgil did the cover for. That's the one I'd recommend listening to. It's just so it. perfect. Uh, <clears throat> like the his beat selection is probably one of the best in all of hip hop. Like he makes the most like or picks the most beautiful like like something that you know I don't know. It'd be like if like music that would play in the Louvre or something like an art museum, and then his like raspy kind of gritty voice. In subject matters over what it says like a nice juxtaposition yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's a nice <laughs> juxtaposition and i don't know i i love west side gun um, i mean kanye of course a big big inspiration to me i really like logic um freddie gibbs um jay-z i mean a lot of people but I, I listen to listen to pretty much anybody i mean i've kind of been slacking on some of the new like rising artists but i'm trying to get better on that but I listen to all hip hop, and I mean hip hop's really all I only listen to. So, you ever listen to any like, uh, like '90s hip hop or like Biggie and like Tupac and shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like I mean a ton. There's still a, several albums I need to go back and listen to, but like I mean Wu Tang Clan are mm-hmm. amazing. Um, Snoop Dogg's first album is great. <clears throat> uh, so I mean, there's still definitely a lot more like deep dives or like full album listens i need to do but but yeah i listen to a lot of that in mid 2000s or early 2000s or whatever as well hi guys we wanted to take a quick break from today's episode to let you know that we recently launched the dreamers discord server if you want to connect with other creatives and stay up to date on the podcast as well as have access to exclusive live streams events giveaways and more then make sure to click the link in our bio to join very cool What what's like what's like your favorite movie or what comes to mind or like some movies that stuck with you that you like um i mean recent ones would say everything everywhere all at once mm-hmm. i don't know if you've seen that but that movie is it's I was really insane. Insane. the second i saw it i was like this movie's gonna win best picture like in early 2022 yeah. i liked it. i liked it more when it was like i don't know, i feel like um i've seen it like three times <laughs> and I feel like it, like, I definitely deserve Best Picture, but it almost, like, it was so hyped at the end after it won. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, kind of like, 
for example, like Bad and Bougie. It was like the Bad and Bougie of the movie space for a little bit. Like, <laughs> like it was like, the, like, 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 mm-hmm. you know, but uh, no, that movie's fucking incredible. A- anything A24 makes is dope. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's still a lot of their movies I need to see, but yeah, I haven't really seen anything bad mm-hmm. from them in a while. Um, but I mean, I'd say that. Uh, I really like the the Batman, the newer, I don't know, the, just the tone and atmosphere of that movie was insane. Um, I really like uh, Wes, Wes Anderson. Um, so like Grand Budapest Hotel, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Um, I need to go watch his new Asteroid City that just came out, but stuff like that. Um, cool. I don't know. There, there's a lot of classic movies I still need to watch, but I usually watch all the big stuff that comes out. You got good taste. I like it. I thought the when I first saw the Batman movie, I was like, "All right, this is okay." You know what I mean? But I thought the DP beautiful, but I was like, "Yeah, yeah. Uh, Batman, like, come on, like, do something." Like I was like, "Do," I was like, "Wait for something." And then like my my friend was like, "No, like you're not seeing it the right way." It's like and he started like going in about how it's like it's like a slow burn. It's a build up. It's like a like the it's like mm-hmm. his character development blah 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 and i was like all right, all right i'll watch it again i watched it again i watched it again and i was and i like appreciated it way more but i like the you see the clip they put out of like uh the joker in like the cell yeah yeah, yeah. like the extended clip or whatever yeah and he looks all mutilated yeah. crazy yeah I mean, there's so many jokers in the world it's crazy like this <laughs> yeah there's so, one so of my many favorite. versions one of my favorite art pieces is like, like there's like all the jokers like sitting at a gambling table. I don't know if you ever like, like you know like the dog at the gambling table. Like, yeah, yeah, the poker, yeah. Like the jokers, like nice. <laughs> but uh, some of my favorite movies are like, uh, I guess I kind of have like for some reason like the like there's like an era of cinema, kind of like the seventies to eighties, like where it was like George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, like. Brian De Palma, like Coppola, Scorsese, like James Cameron, like and they all were like working together in a way. You know what I mean? They're kind of like they were calling them like the new kids on the block and shit. And like, like that era of cinema kind of had the most impact on me as a kid. Like I loved like Indiana Jones and like Jurassic Park and all that shit when I was a kid. But as I got older, um, are you familiar with like Stanley Kubrick? Yes, I I haven't seen like a lot of his stuff, um, but like I've I really want to, and I mean I know of a lot of his films. Yeah, yeah, I kind of like became obsessed with him like a year ago. I don't know. He he is the best filmmaker of all time to me that I've seen. You know what I mean? Like he like mm-hmm. um, so his movie Space Odyssey is probably my favorite movie. I recommend you watch it if you like the Batman movie. It's it is like a slow burn. You know what I mean? Like it takes it's like a but. That movie, every time you see it, it's like a you like notice things that you didn't notice the first time. Mm-hmm. And it's there's it's and there's one thing like there's so much like mystery to Kubrick because he came from a time where there wasn't like podcasts, there wasn't interviews. You know, I mean, it wasn't like accessible, and he also mm-hmm. avoided interviews. He like wouldn't talk about his movies, and like so like I liked how he had this like mystery to him, and the, like the movies were really meant for you to take it up to your own inter- interpretation. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you ever seen like The Shining? That that's the one that that one's been on my list for like forever, forever, and then it'll like pop up on 
Hulu or something for like the yeah. month of October. And then I'll be like, oh, I need to remember to watch that. And then I'll remember in November and it'll be gone. Yeah. I actually, like a day or two ago, it's on like some free like Tubi streaming thing. And I was like, oh, I need to remember. I need to watch that. I've, I've actually, because uh, I mentioned I'm from Kansas in Colorado in Estes Park is where the Stanley Hotel is. And that's where that movie was or shot or where mm. Stephen King stayed, I think, when he wrote yeah. it and what it's based on. Um, so, I mean, I've been there and like I've seen the actual, like I've been there a few times and seen everything. So that, that one's definitely at the top of my Kubrick list to watch. There's like uh, one scene, I'm sure you already know this. So it's not like a spoiler, but you know when he's like, here's Johnny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's yeah, like yeah. in the fucking door and shit. So like the story behind that is apparently they did that scene over 60 times. <laughs> right where he was breaking the door down mm -hmm. doing the hair like specifically when they're when he's breaking the door down they like they did it like over and apparently they were like ripping doors off of the hotel <laughs> like off like the hotel rooms just uh -huh. running them to the camera like <laughs> doing it over and over and over <laughs> uh -huh. dude stanley was but the way he would film was like one scene a day you know so if he his script had like 130 scenes it would be like a hundred and like thirty some days. You know what I mean? It'd be like one scene. Mm -hmm. He kind of developed that later in his career, but that's why he's famous for like doing like bunch of fucking takes. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh -huh. like known to do, but it's interesting because like I don't know. I've heard other filmmakers say this, and it's true. Like, like we put together like okay, finally we got this whole idea approved. We're all here. Like, there's like fucking shit ton of money to make a movie. You know. It's probably like a two hundred thousand dollar fucking setup, like right here. Might as well, mm -hmm. right? Like, why are we in a rush to do it like three times? But I know also like that's why the movie, the music video industry, like if really teaches you a lot early on, which is like if someone's out there and wants to get into film, like definitely like try doing a music video because it's like you have to move as quick as possible. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like, like quick turnaround, and like smaller budget. So that when you finally get that like big budget and you're doing a fucking movie later on, you can like appreciate moving at your own pace way more. And then like, it'll be like, like you'll be moving faster, but also like, I don't know. Basically, it's basically just the process of like getting it right. Sometimes you could do like, there's also a Kubrick quote as well. Where, because everyone would like write about him saying he was a complete asshole. Like that's what they'd say about. Him. Even mm -hmm. though in all his videos, he seems like a pretty nice guy, but they would like say he's like an asshole. They would make you do it like a thousand times. Um, and there's like a video of him where he's talking. It's like BTS. It's on the Shining set. And he's like, yeah. They always they like ask him about like how come you do so many takes. You know what I mean? Like what's up with that? Mm -hmm. Famous for. And he was like. He was like, you know, like they always write in the papers like like seventy takes, like eighty takes, but it's really like more like thirty or something. And also, like I don't do that many takes when it's good. And he was like, <laughs> he just walks away. Like I just thought that was like like like. But uh, yeah, no, now the film world is like there's so much to fucking learn. Like, like the like the history of film is like something I've been appreciating more. Like watching a lot of like old movies and even like silent films and shit and like because this shit's only been around for like 130 years you know what i mean mm -hmm. um i looked it up one time there's only there's only like 250,000 something movies ever made 
Oh wow, that actually—I mean, it's a big number, but you know, yeah. that time frame seems kind of surprisingly small. Yeah, so it's like it's definitely a privilege to like direct a movie. You know what I mean? It's like, a um, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. Now, you ever seen like ever heard of this movie Taxi Driver? Yeah, yeah, with uh, Robert De Niro. Yeah, yeah. I haven't I haven't seen it, but I did a like film appreciation class in college uh, a few years ago. And yeah, we watched like some of the scenes and and talked about it. And yeah, it's an intense movie. Yeah, you know, he's you know like that guy. Like, Are you talking to me? And he's like looking at himself in the mirror. It's like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's one movie that I bet no one watching this has seen that actually has inspired so much shit. It's from 1927. It's called Metropolis. All right. Oh, uh huh. I've heard. I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Silent film. All right, I watched I watched this like a month ago and this shit blew my mind. Fucking <laughs> um but it's basically about more or less what's happening today in a in a weird way cuz it's like just showing you that like technology it's it's about like a 1927 take on like a futuristic city. Like you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's about like technology is going to like basically take over us. You know what I mean? Like technology is like the devil more or less. Mm-hmm. The movie's really good. definitely watch that one day if you can or just look at it just look at like pictures of it just because like the robot in it was like a direct inspiration for c-3po um mm-hmm. and i don't know if you've ever seen this artist he like collabed with dior uh, dior uh like so I, I gotta like look his name up to fucking spell it right it's like soyama he's just he just did like uh he's a japanese artist hajime soyama yep Hajime, I didn't want to say it wrong, I had to look it up. Hajime Soyama, he's like a crazy artist that like really successful. He works with a lot of people in the hip hop industry. And he just did like the weekend's whole like tour set build. Like he does like, Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah, I've seen the Dior, like the kind of robotic mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That robot that robot character is literally the same robot in the nineteen twenty seven Metropolis. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like mm-hmm. like how we were talking about earlier, how like you take that thumbprint because it was so in Make It Your Own. It's literally like mm. guy is doing. He took the Metropolis movie and now it's like his direct inspiration for like 90% of his art. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, not. It's interesting. So, I mean, you talked about directing and kind of doing some like short films recently and stuff. Um, what kind of, I guess, I mean, obviously it, it's kind of a tough question, but I guess what type of a film would you want to make? I mean, you mentioned being interested in sci-fi and Star Wars, or would you want to make something more, you know, realistic, grounded and grounded? I would, I would make, I want to make like, I want to like rewrite history a little bit. Like I have some ideas that like are like, are connected to like big historical events, you know, mm. where I like just take like a perspective in it and just like sprinkle in a shit ton of fiction to kind of like mix it up in a way and like you know what I mean like make sense of it that's like one yeah. thing I want it's just one idea I have that's like kind of all about that um and then there's I went to boarding school right um there's this like one of Wes Anderson's like first movies called Rushmore I don't know if you've ever seen it mm-hmm. this is like inspiration for this movie too or like Dead Poet Society so when I was growing up my parents had like a crazy divorce and shit and I went, to, I got like sent to boarding school and I like didn't know. It was kind of like ended up there. 
Um, and so I want it's like basically about that. It's about like a kid getting sent away to boarding school with like a strict boarding school and like kind of finding his purpose in life while he's there. Uh, it's like kind of like a dark comedy, like coming of age. Um, and it's called, I'm going to call it bored in school. Yes. Yeah. Uh, nice. Like bored in school. Um, mm-hmm. kind of like a Charlie, you ever heard of like Charlie, uh, but the fuck Charlie Butlet or some shit. Uh, yeah, Char- yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. What the hell is his last name in the movie? Charlie Bartlett. You ever heard, see that movie? Bartlett. Uh, yeah, I actually, I, I own it. It's it's one of my partners. Uh, they, they really like that movie. And so, yeah, I have it in the other room, but I actually haven't seen it, but I know of it. But it had, like, inspiration from that, too. Or, like, mm-hmm. kind of just, like, um... No, I definitely got a lot of stories in the chamber, but short films, I feel like I'm I'm kind of aiming towards like like a more like to the point thing. So I, I'm gonna do like I'm gonna do like a five short film package. I've been working on. I finished one. I'm doing another second one, but like, but there's like four of them that are pretty to the point, like quick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kind of showing my range of like things I could do. One's like action. One's like other others are like narrative, and one's just like completely silent film, just all visual. You know what I mean? Um, which I noticed a lot of these big directors did. Is like, how much can I tell, like, without really saying much? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like, there's just one short film you could watch. Scorsese's first short film called The Big Shave. It's like it's like one minute long. You watch it, but it's like what it's like what made him able to make movies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, or like Christopher Nolan's first short film called Doodlebug. It's just like weird fucking little things they made you know what i mean that just like meant something more and were like connected with someone or like steven spielberg made his first short film amblin um which is the name of his production company mm-hmm. which is like you know they're all pretty much like silent in a way you know what i mean they're just like showing without telling so that, that's kind of a good approach for short film that i'm doing and then I don't know, like, I just, I just like, I definitely want to be sci-fi, and I want to do, like, comedic violence, you know what I mean? Like, kind of, like, type of thing, like, where it's just wacky as fuck, like, anything could fucking happen, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. type, like, type, like, um, like, definitely, like, a Scorsese, like, meets, like, a James Cameron or something, or, like, a fucking Spielberg, but, I don't know, I really, I really think that, like, film is also the type of thing where, like, you kind of like answer that question as you're doing it. You know what I mean? Like, what kind of movie do I want to make? Like, yeah, like you write it down. Like, because there's like three steps in making a movie. Like, really, it's like pre-production, fucking planning it, writing it, production. Like, what the fuck did you actually film that day? And then editing it. You know, and and the movie can completely change in any of those steps. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you could have wrote something, but you didn't film that. You know what I mean? You could edit it weird, you know? Like, 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 so, like, keeping it, like, knowing what you want and keeping it consistent across those, all, all three is, it's like, is impressive, but also, like, the best filmmakers are, like, always open to, like, a, seeing, like, you know what I mean? Like, when, like, something they can't achieve, like, sometimes makes it better. Like, you know, like, for example, like Star Wars was originally called. The Adventures of Luke Starkiller. 
Yep. You know? And that's what it was called when they were filming the first part of it in his first day of set. Adventures of Luke Starkiller. Let's go. And they like showed the first edit for like the Adventures of Luke Starkiller. Uh, it was like they had like a private showing. Like George Lucas and those guys I mentioned earlier, like Scorsese and Spielberg and all of them, Brian Palma, and they all watched it. And there was like World War II footage in there for like to help like show like the battles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like all over the place, you could actually watch like the first like thirty minutes of this edit. It's out there, like the deleted intro. There's like thirty minutes of like Luke Starkiller, like kind of being a little boring, like on like the desert planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like he kind of got roasted by everyone except Spielberg. So Spielberg was like, "I love it, good." <laughs> but like Brian De Palma was like, apparently they're sitting in, like a Chinese restaurant, and Brian De Palma was like, "This shit makes no sense. Like, why is there a fucking hairy guy?" Like where the fuck did he come from? Uh, like, like it, like it doesn't connect. Like you should do like an intro in the beginning where there's a title and then there's like a brief that's sliding text mm-hmm. in the beginning to help set the tone. And you should jump right into the action right away. Like change the edit. Like you should start it off on the ship with Princess Leia. Like, like blah blah blah. And then like he's like, okay, you know. And then that's what birth the text and then like what his George Lucas's wife was editing it and she was the one that was like let's just call it Star Wars you know what I mean like that's been like mm-hmm. and then like I was saying it just changed everything like you know what I mean like think about how different the world would be if the movie was called The Adventures of Luke Starkiller like you know like you know what I mean it's like, it's like it's just like yeah. just kind of like trusting that process of like figuring it the fuck out you know like is like answers that like what do I want to make you know what I mean like <laughs> But uh, I, don't know, I feel like a lot of like the, there's just one guy named Buster Keaton. Look him up. Are you familiar with him? Yeah, 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 yeah. His short films are fucking really cool. Like Wes Anderson, definitely like rips from him a lot. Um, a lot of people do. But like, but as Buster Keaton would say in an interview, him where he was talking that like he would just like take a few ideas that he wanted to do, and then he would just run with it. And if, like, because he was doing, like, stunts and shit, you know what I mean? So he was, like, yeah. laughing. And if, like, something, like, something just happened that wasn't supposed to happen, he would just run with that. Like, you know, he would just, like, find it as he was doing it. Like, you know? It's just, like, kind of having that, like, okay, I have this idea. This is where I want it to be. Let's try to do that and see what the fuck happens. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. but, um, I definitely want to make, like, I definitely think that people that do, like, like Spielberg and, like, Hitchcock back then or that do these, like, big fucking, like, franchise, like, movies, but they're, like, original, you know what I mean? Like, like they have, like, an original, st- it's not, like, a Marvel movie, it's, like, an original, like, like Jaws or, like, Jurassic Park, like, I definitely respect mm-hmm. that shit heavily, like, that, that would be, like, a dream come true to, like, do one of those, like, do something that, like, fucking kids love or something, like, you know what I mean? I don't know, like, that, like, big adventurous story, the hero yeah. has, like, always been something I wanted to tell as well, you know? So, I mean, I, I mean, talking about all this different stuff, whether it be music videos, you know, originally with photography and getting more into like films and bigger projects, um, and then some of the other stuff <clears throat> that you've talked about, uh, it seems like you're a very, you know, obviously creative person. You always have like tons of ideas, different things to do. Um, and with, you know, you talked about the schedule and the speed you have to usually, you know, come up with and produce um, music videos. I'm curious, what do you, I mean, do you ever have, like, 
creative blocks often? You know, how do you overcome those, if so? Yeah, no, definitely. Like, there's sometimes, like, where I could do, like, a treatment within the first day of getting the song, or it takes me, like, a week. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it really, mm -hmm. like, it depends on, like, my energy or what, like, you know what I mean? It's, it's a lot of factors into it. Um, but at this point, for me personally, like, if someone were to hit me up right now, like, hey, I want you to do a music video, like, here's the song. I have so many treatments I've written that have never happened that I can, like, go back to them and take things that I wrote then. Like, you know what I mean? Like, or, like, mm -hmm. or even, but I do think that, like, the toughest part about that also is that, like, usually write it for the song specifically, like, because it matches it. But, um, yeah, no, I think writer's block is something everyone will experience who's ever trying to create or write in general and like there's like this thing i've seen everywhere where it's like the creative process where it's like you make it and you're like i fucking hate it sucks and then like a day later you're like all right it's the same i love it it's like the same thing like you know what i mean it's like you have to, like, mm -hmm. you have to let it like sit with you sometimes um yeah no i definitely think just keeping one thing that's important for every anyone that's creative is like what are your inspirations like I don't think it's possible. I was having this conversation with my friend the other day. I don't think it's possible for you to make a movie without seeing movies. You know what I mean? Like, there's, I don't think there's ever been someone that has made a movie who hasn't seen a movie before and was like, oh, I want to do that. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I think, like, mm -hmm. just having a fucking giant vault of inspiration and things that, you know, the more you watch, the more you know, you know what I mean? Like, type, type of thing. You know, like, doing your, doing your research... And like in finding the joy in it, you know, it's like all the best guys when you really look into them, they they really fucking are smart. Like they like research hella shit. Like you know what I mean? Like you like you ever look at like Einstein Einstein's desk? It's like fucking look at like Einstein's desk. There's just like hella shit everywhere. He was researching all. Mm -hmm. Like you know what I mean? Like just like like really just think like uh like I also was having this conversation as well. Like like is a question. For you like how how many like gigabytes or what do you think how many gigabytes or terabytes do you think like the human brain is oh i i've actually oh i've actually seen that stat before yeah but dang i don't i mean i'd want to say at least a couple terabytes is what i would i mean like i don't know i mean i don't know the answer it's just like up for like whatever uh -huh. yeah right it's, oh, it's crazy to think it's like a really like like, there's times where, like, you store things that you don't even remember, like, mm -hmm. like for example, um, there's this movie Citizen Kane, and it was, like, an old fucking movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I've, like, seen it before, like, such a long time ago, you know what I mean? Like, I don't really remember, I was, like, a kid and I saw it, like, in school, and, uh, I was, like, I'm gonna watch this, like, the other day, I just, like, put it on, and then, like, you kind of, like, gave me this vibe, and I was just, like, I, like, I've seen it before, but I don't like remember seeing it. You know what I mean? And I was like, yeah. Like, this is making me think of like some fucking movie. Like, let me look it up. Like that movie where there's a kid playing with the sled outside in the snow, black and white. And I looked it up. And as I was looking it up, I like look up at my TV and like that shot popped up. Like, oh shit! It's uh -huh. this. Like it's this movie. It's this movie. I was like, I, was like, I don't know. Like it's like, like you like store things you don't re you don't really like re realize that are in there. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah. No, I definitely think doing your research is like really fucking important for being able to 
prevent writer's block. Like, you know, it's like mm-hmm. the more you have, the more you can write. And also, like in film, it's like writing for a music video. It's it's kind of different. You're kind of like taking it on, like okay, like this, like what's gonna like kind of go like viral or like what's like like you know what I mean? Like what's gonna like mm-hmm. on Instagram and shit. Like it's like a different world, I guess. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. Um, but like when you're just writing in general, like people that write books and shit, I, re- I really think it's like just write like like if you don't have anything to write, literally just write about your fucking self. Like you know what I mean? Then you know that's like most of the best things are are from you know. Like there's you know, you know like Ernest Hemingway is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's like said something where he was like, like write about what what like what hurts. Like write about what hurts you get it out of you you know what i mean like it's like Mm -hmm. i don't know but an interesting process creating say and then i mean i we talked about like some of both of our favorite films but i'm just i'm just curious do you have any like you know really maybe it's not necessarily a great film but like something that you like just a like underrated film for you one that's like i really like the movie be kind rewind with Jack Black and Most Def. I don't know if you okay. saw that, but they 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 make their of... own versions of movies. So like they recreate they work at a video store and Jack Black gets like magnetized and he erases all the tapes and so they re record them. So they like basically do parodies of like Rush Hour, Ghostbusters. Oh, I've I have i have like seen like pictures of this where Jack Black he's like he's like for seeing all the famous movies and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They like re <clears throat> They uh, like recreate it, and it's not necessarily like an amazing movie, um, but that was one that I always loved as a kid and like considered my favorites, and like no one really talks about it. So I'm curious if you have any kind of you know, I guess deep cut of a movie that you would recommend people go out and watch. Yeah, not nah, there's definitely some weird niche movies. There's just one movie, a Japanese movie called like House. Have you ever seen that or heard that? Or, like- Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like the cat on the cover. Yeah, that one's weird as fuck. It's just, like, weird. Like, anything can happen in that. Like, uh, really weird editing and stuff. Um, but not what many people know about that. And then, like, there's a movie I watched recently, I guess, because it was just on my mind. Like, this movie Office Space. Oh, I, I've heard of that one as well. Yeah, yeah. pretty fucking funny. And I love, like, you know what, like, Edgar Wright is? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I love, like, anything. Shaun of the Dead, like fucking like mm-hmm. scott pilgrim i know that's like more mainstream but i love that shit um i'm trying to think of like a, a niche small like cult movie like i mean like you ever seen the fucking room the room oh i mean i i know of it and i've watched the disaster artist but but i haven't watched that original film though watch the original <laughs> watch it with like your buddies or something you know what i mean it's like like it's one of mm-hmm. the First time I ever saw it, I went and saw it in the theater. It was like someone was doing a showing of it. Mm-hmm. There were like diehard fans, like knew every word and shit. <laughs> but it's like voted the worst movie of all time. You know? um, yeah, no, that's a good question. I feel like uh, there's this movie that like Spielberg made. It's like considered like his worst movie. Um, it actually like, because he made Jaws when he was 27, right? And then he fucking successful number one box office. Then he did mm-hmm. Encounters of the Third Kind, which was really good. So then he was like, 
you know, it was hot shit. So they gave him like a big budget for this movie, like giant mm-hmm. fucking movie. It's called 1941. Is the name of the Spielberg movie? Yeah, and, I've like, heard of it. Like had the Santa, he like literally took the fucking Ferris wheel from the Santa Monica Pier and like threw it in the ocean. Like so he was just being like chaotic. And the movie was like considered to be like terrible. Like you know, it got like really bad reviews. But the movie's like pretty fucking funny. I don't know. It's like pretty chaotic and funny. I like it. Um, but that's what how the story goes that like he kind of like got like dropped more or less after that. Like they were mm-hmm. like that was a flop. Like he, we're not fuck with you for a second. And then that's when he went over to George Lucas, and they made Indiana Jones. You know, I mean, like away from Universal. Mm-hmm. But, um, the nineteen forty one is an interesting movie. I don't know, it's a good question. There's so many fucking movies I'm trying to think. Like, like a niche movie. I mean, like... Hmm. I mean, you ever seen, like, Do the Right Thing? I know it's not, like, niche. It's pretty big. Uh, I, I, haven't, I haven't seen it, but, I mean, I've, I've heard of it, I think. It's, like, Spike Lee's, like... Probably, like, his best movie, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um... Do the right thing. I like it because I'm Italian. I'm from New York, so it's just like about like it's all like Italians in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it's a good question. Hold up. Let me look at my list real quick. <laughs> all right, there's this movie called Mind Game. Mind Game. It's like a anime. That shit's fucking weird as hell. Oh, I, I think I've seen I've seen like the uh, the poster for it before. But uh, honestly, like movie that I guarantee you, like no one watching this has seen is is definitely Metropolis, which is like worth mm-hmm. watching one time and like trying to watch it. I know it's hard to watch because it's so fucking old and like old mo- old movies are like can be feel boring. But like I don't know, the movie like really makes you like think about like shit. Like you know what I mean? Like like. like I mean, I also, and I mean, I, this can be kind of off the record too, I guess, or off the actual mm-hmm. podcast, but um, I know like with Infinity Studios and Bot Wars, I don't know if you want me to like yeah, yeah. mention those Honest. more, but, um, and then also <clears throat> you're doing like a Pokemon, th- Pokemon Infinity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you can keep it on the record. You can keep it on the okay. record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So I'm, I'm doing like a, a fan-made Pokemon game. Um, we're working on it for a minute. I need to like put some money into it to really like get it done. I have like I have like three gyms complete, like playable right now. But mm-hmm. I'm trying to do 17 gyms. That's like my favorite. That's my lucky number. I don't know. So uh-huh. it's like really ambitious. I'm in the art stage of it, but I've developed like three gyms. Um, but it's basically like everything I fuck with in pop culture in a Pokemon game. Um, I could show. I'll I'll DM you like a picture of the character, all the characters. I'll make you a character, and I'll put you in. There. <laughs> I've yeah. seen a lot of the the like sprite work and some of this. Stuff. Yeah. I think you have your own like or on the Infinity Studios page hmm. and saw some of this stuff. So I mean, it looks sick. Like all of the the art that has been done looks amazing. Yeah, I'm using this thing called RPG Maker. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. On Steam, yeah. Um, and then there's a thing called Pokemon Essentials, which is like a plugin for RPG Maker. Where you can make your own Pokemon games, and this is one Pokemon game called Pokemon Insurgents. It's got a cool story to it, and I played that because I would like to play fan-made Pokemon games. 
Mm-hmm. That game just blew me the fuck away. And the guy who made it like only put out like a like the first like half of it, and then like a few years later he put out the rest. And the rest was like you had to spend money to get it. Um, and he made a ton of money. And then like Pokemon like sued him, and they like took ideas from his game and like put it in Sun and Moon, the Pokemon oh, wow. Sun and Moon. So mm-hmm. like then he was like all upset, and then on Twitter going nuts whatever, and he had like a big cult following. And then now, like Pokemon, like hires him, hired him, and he's like a lead game developer for Nintendo on Pokemon. Like, oh wow, it's pretty. It was like, which, so like seeing that story and like following it mm-hmm. closely. I was like, all right, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make the best Pokemon game ever. I'm gonna try to do that. It was just like an idea I had, like when I like why, like a long time ago. Um, and it just as time went on, I've worked on it more and more. But I just kind of work on it like casually whenever. But I spoke with like some developers. That I'm gonna hire soon once I finish like the art stage of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm gonna, my goal is to get it out in the world like by like my birthday 2025. <laughs> it's like <laughs> far away, but like just because oh. it's just so much fucking work, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I would imagine. But, yeah, so my, that's like the date I set for myself is like 2025, <laughs> May 17th. Mm-hmm. Pokemon Infinity will be released into the world. Free to play. You just play it on your computer. But, um, and I actually got to like, it was cool because like FaZe Clan, we like made the FaZe house as one of like the early gyms uh-huh. and they like, they like posted it and like tagged the infinity page. That, that was fun. So I was like, cool to like, cause I don't know, I'm like a big gamer. So like mm-hmm. those guys are definitely legends. Um, and then Bot Wars is the game I was mentioning to you earlier the whole story and shit but it's just that's just like a sci-fi video game that's like all i'll say about that (laughs) (laughs) i've been working on it for like two two years now and i have a ridiculous story and it's going to be like a player versus player but it'll also be like a story mode as well Mm -hmm. yeah it'll be like an online and a story mode um, but no, I've always wanted to make games. Like I went to college for like game design. I took like computer science. Oh. Like, um, okay. I just think that like, cause like, it's interesting because like a movie, you know, like you, you get them for like two hours, you know what I mean? Like they're like, they're immersed for like two hours. You know, they take it with them, but a game, it better be fucking good because they're going to put like, if they really like it, they're putting like a hundred hours, like 80 hours into it. Yeah. Like, I mean, like it's like a whole, it's like. I feel like a movies, I mean, like, games are, like, even bigger thing to tackle than a movie. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's, like, but uh, I, I actually worked at Activision when I was, like, um, a freshman in college. I did, like, a three-month internship with Activision. Oh, wow. Which was really dope. It was, like, mm-hmm. eye-opening. And, like, got to work on, like, Black Ops 4. And, like, <laughs> I did, did some stuff on Black Ops 4, which was cool. I got my name in the credits on Black Ops 4, which is cool. Oh, <laughs> wow, that's cool. but uh and uh the thing about like the video game world like this is just something i don't know if anyone wants to know this when i met with like a developer and i was explaining to them like the idea for the game and everything and i was like here's like all the art and everything is the world doesn't look like this blah 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 he was like wow like okay like he's like you're also like just to let you know like He's like, I like this, but just like you know, like in the gaming world, you're all, you're like working a little backwards. Like, you have to develop the gameplay first. 
you know what I mean? Like gameplay first, like make develop the game, like let me let me, let me play it, and then like that's how like you can, you know. So. So yeah, I mean that's that was yeah. kind of my not to cut you off there, but that was kind of my main. I mean that's my like I love art in general. I love hip hop, but like video games, I could like if I whenever I come up with an idea for a unique cool video game podcast there's gonna be like a new episode every day like i can like that's my bread and butter so i mean i definitely agree with you like you said though uh like i'm i'm playing the new final fantasy 16 that just came out and that's oh, wow. like a i think it's at least like 30 40 hours like just doing the main story and like uh <clears throat> there's i mean so many cut scenes like uh i'm sure they're already on youtube but i bet if you looked up like all of the cutscenes together it's like a 10 hour plus movie just because there's so many so i mean i i you know i'm excited <laughs> to see with the games yeah is final fantasy like your favorite game or one of your favorite games um no i've i've been i've played like the seven remake but i mean i i mostly play pc games um mm -hmm. i mean i play pretty much everything uh i've been playing a lot of ps5 stuff lately but i mean i play play everything you play the Spider-Man game on the PS5? Probably. Yeah. Uh, played some of the deal. <laughs> nice. Played some of the DLC, and I cannot wait for the second one to come out. That game the is. The play trailer looks so good. Oh yeah, I'm 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 so excited for that. All right, can you guess who this is? Uh, I'm going to go with Stanley. Yep. Yeah. Nice job. Winner, winner. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I definitely like want to be known for like working on games as well as movies too. Like mm -hmm. I also think the plane of making video games into movies is like something that should be explored more by like the movie industry. You know what I mean? Cuz like like also done right, like the fucking Halo shows, the is an atrocity. Like, uh -huh. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. That shit's terrible. That shit really made me pissed. But like, <laughs> um, I, I try to watch it, whatever. But like, for example, like this, I know like the Mario, like the Mario movie made fucking so much money. Like you know, clearly successful. Like last of us so successful yeah I was gonna bring for success you know what i mean because like these video game stories are fucking incredible like you know what i mean mm -hmm. like but uh you ever heard of like uh dead standing uh let me think oh oh death death, death standing, standing. Yeah, yeah 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 well that's uh hideo kojima yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. They're about to make that into a movie, apparently. Mm -hmm. That'll be that'll be really interesting because Hideo yeah. Kojima with Metal Gear is makes very yeah. complex, insane stories. So I'm I'm interested. And Metal that. Metal Gear is now going to be a show. You see that? Oh, uh, -uh. I don't think so. I don't think I knew about it's that. A, it's a pretty sure. Pretty sure. Let me look at it. Hold on. I think it's like going to be like an HBO show or some shit. Oh, I see something about Oscar Isaac being in a movie. I'm pretty sure I saw like a the one like YouTube. Hold on, I'm pretty sure I saw. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just saw some bullshit one time. But yeah, no, Metal Gear Solid's fire. Yeah, yeah. I need to. I need to play a lot. I played 
some of two and then a good amount of five, but I really need to go back and well, they're remaking or remastering three, I think. So maybe when that comes out and there's like a collection, I'll go through and play them. There's supposed to be like a Ridley Scott um, Metroid movie that like got canceled because of COVID that uh -huh. they were making, which would have been sick. So yeah, I'm, I'm really interested with the financial success of Mario and the critical success of The Last of Us. Um, yeah. How a lot of stuff because I mean Sonic started doing good. I, the Sonic movies are actually way better than they have any right to be. But yeah, yeah growing up, like you know, a video game movie was never like the Doom movie, the like Street Fighter <laughs> movies, Mortal Kombat movies, Tomb Raider movies were all right. But like yeah, it they was... weren't treated right. You know, they weren't the studios like weren't fucking with it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but like, hell, you could tell like it wasn't like a. I don't know. I feel like. I literally, I'm telling you, my prediction, in the next, like, five to ten years, you're going to see a lot of video movies. Like, you know what I mean? I definitely feel like that's going to be a thing, you know? So, like, yeah, uh, like, I know they're making a Gran Turismo movie thing that looks interesting. Yeah. There's, like, a uh, Twisted Metal show. There's a God of War show they're working on. And, I mean, just tons mm -hmm. of other stuff. So, I mean, yeah, I definitely agree with you that I think we'll see a lot of stuff from all different creators, movies, shows, all types of stuff. What'd you think of, I'm just out of curiosity, what'd you think of like the VFX in like Detective Pikachu? Uh, I mean, honestly, I, I mean, it's been a minute since I've watched it, but I I thought it was I don't, uh, pretty impressive. Like, I don't really know how... Uh, some, of the, some of the Pokemon were like kind of like nightmare. Yeah, like, yeah. Nightmare. Making it like the realistic and not like yeah. animated fully was interesting but i mean i think i think they definitely did it probably as almost as good as you could some of the pokemon looked fucking amazing like snorlax oh yeah the whole, i can't even like the hairs and stuff but there was like a few mm -hmm. that like that looked like like gengar looked like nightmare <laughs> yeah yeah some of them i don't even know how they would translate it to be more realistic without it being yeah. nightmare fuel but i mean I, i'm excited for the yeah. sequel i think they're making mm -hmm. yeah and, uh, i feel like making them a little more animated maybe would have been like more appealing for me personally but like i, I thought i don't know but uh there's like something my boy was we were laughing about is like because they just did the little mermaid movie like live action mm -hmm. and like fucking like <laughs> um like flounder just like looks like a real flounder yeah no like, that <laughs> i've, I've like, seen the screenshots yeah like, no, that like, is... just like, and like a regular fish is really not that fucking interesting like you know he's like a, or like an actual crab like the crab guy mm -hmm. just a real crab like sebastian the, like you know yeah. what I mean? like they're just like funny as fuck <laughs> like, yeah i'm but, i'm i'm most worried about i don't know if it's true or if it's just like a really popular rumor but that jason momoa is going to be steve in the live action minecraft movie <laughs> and i don't i don't know how live action minecraft movie would work regardless but with jason momoa as steve i don't i don't know that movie's been in development for like literally 10 years so i'm i'm interested in that not necessarily excited but Harold Brian Momoa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm very curious on the story yeah. process in that one. I feel like Minecraft, if it was a movie that was like in the style of the game, mm -hmm. just like better 
and it was like treated like the Lego movie or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? With the real world and there's also like in the game world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, like yeah, going, yeah. we're like going into the servers and like the characters are like live and the, I don't know, like a Ready Player One. Yeah. It'd be so successful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're like you fucking knock. You, you grew up playing Minecraft. Right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, you remember, remember like when you were in a server and like Notch would join the server? Mm hmm. And like, I mean, it probably wasn't him, but like, everyone would like go nuts. (laughs) There was one time when I was in like fifth grade, Minecraft was like just kind of popping and I was, some new update came out, like all the servers, like a lot of them weren't working because of some bug. And I was playing on like my mom's computer and I swear to this day, I played with Notch because he had like the, the Mojang cape, which you could only get if you had Notch. And this was like 10 years ago. Or plus, so like you, there wasn't a ton of mods and custom stuff, so I still to this day swear that I played with Notch, but yeah, it probably so wasn't, probably wasn't Notch. I thought I played with Notch too as a kid. I remember like I was in like this server and Notch joined, and he was like raining diamonds in the lobby. Everyone was like, you know, <laughs> like, like, but yeah, now Minecraft is so impressive to me that that shit really will never go away. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, that's like a game is like. Because games kind of have like lifespans, you know what I mean? But that mm-hmm. game is the longest lifespan I've seen, you know? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm currently in my playing Minecraft with the boys phase. I started a server like a week ago, so I'm back in my Minecraft, Minecraft grind. You're playing on PC, yeah, yeah. I play nice. Java Edition. You ever do like Bed Wars? I, I, I never really got into that, but I mean, I've played it a little bit. Yeah. People, people get competitive at that. Oh, there's like sweats in Bed Wars. Yeah. I, I was playing Bed Wars with one of my friends like last week. That shit was fun. Mm-hmm. I, I used to play like faction servers like all the time. I, I used I to remember. do that a lot back yeah. in the day. What, uh, what video game do you think would be a good movie? That's tough because I mean, a lot of stuff is like God of War is really good, but they're making a show on that. Um, I mean, you could say something that's already being made, but what do you, I'm, just, I'm just curious what you'd say. <laughs> but, like, maybe. Like, they do an Assassin's Creed thing? Do they do something? There, there are, like, I think one or two, like, kind of low-budget, not... Well, like, I think there might have been one, like, decently high-budget. I don't know. I watched one back in, like, 2011 that was, like, a short film or something. It's It was not good. Um, oh, yeah. They made a movie, bro. They made Assassin's Creed 2016. I've never even seen it. Yeah, that. yeah. That's... I, I think it's for good reason. It's not... It's, <laughs> It's not that, not that great. Nineteen percent. That yeah, that would explain probably why you've never seen it. Um, it would be a good movie though if they did it right. I, I mean, yeah, I think the the story if they cut out some of the stuff and made it better. Um, I oh Bioshock I think could be interesting. Oh Torok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I used to play that on my dad's Xbox back in like 2006. Uh, yeah, I love that game. It was gory as hell as a kid. Yeah, like, <laughs> that'd be a cool movie. Like, yeah, Tor- Torak would be cool. And that, that game, I don't even think they've made a new one since like 2006 or something. The Torak Evolution. Um, ooh, the I haven't even, I forgot about it, but the Borderlands movie they're making with like I think Kevin Hart and Jack Black and. That's supposed to come out, I think, relatively soon. I'm I'm interested in seeing that because that that could be a fun movie. Yeah, that could be cool. If, they, if it comes out right. You ever played Fallout? 
Oh, oh yeah. I love they're making a I think a Amazon Prime show for Fallout. I keep seeing like every few months like leaked set picks yeah. and yeah, that's one of my favorite game series. I love Fallout New Vegas, Fallout Four and Fallout Three I haven't played in a while, but <clears throat> yeah, that's that would be amazing. I I love Fallout. I could play that game all the time. You're playing Pokemon growing up? Oh, I mean, yeah, definitely. I wasn't. I, I'm a lot of the time I borrow them from my sister because she had them, uh, like for Game Boy Advance and stuff. Um, first one I bought was Diamond for DS, uh, okay. and then I played some on emulators. Um, <clears throat> don't tell Nintendo, but and then I, I played a lot of like or a few ROM hacks a little bit. Like I, I had my my PSP and I had it modded, so I had a Game Boy Advance emulator. And I'd play like random ROM hacks of Pokemon from like 2011. Um, so I you ever heard of the ROM hack like Ash Gray? Uh, maybe if it's uh, if it's super popular. Like I'll just maybe play it. Yeah, I, I mean who's, it's who's, it's been a while since I've played those, but who's your favorite Pokemon? That, that's okay. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask you that. Um, I've always been a Squirtle guy. Squirtle. Squirtle, um, and then if we're talking legendaries, uh, Rayquaza. Rayquaza. Same here. Rayquaza is my favorite legendary. Mm -hmm. I also like Mewtwo a lot. Okay. Because like he's like yeah. He likes, yeah. But uh, non legendary. Um, I mean I know it's like I love I fucking love Charizard. I love Charizard. Mm -hmm. Like you know what I mean? Like my first ever Pokemon game, I like would only use my Charizard, and like everyone else was just there to, to like die, <laughs> so I can like. Kill so I can like heal Charizard. Uh -huh. like, you know I, mean? like, I remember I had, like, I had like a level like 90 like Charizard by the end of it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I really like, I like dragon Pokemon, like, like Salamence. I don't know if you know him. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, but Rayquaza, there was like a art competition. Cause I used to like draw a lot as a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, and there was like an art competition my mom made me do. It's in like museum in Long Island, mm -hmm. and they were. It was like draw like, like a creature, or draw like a, an animal or like a something. And I drew Rayquaza. And I drew like me riding him, and I don't think they knew what Rayquaza was. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They're like, what? I was really young. They're like, what is this? Like, oh, this is like this is my dragon. His name's Rayquaza. And they're like, oh, and I like won the art competition. <laughs> like, 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 just drawing him. Like, nice. But, uh, yeah. Now, video games, movies are definitely, like, the coolest shit ever. I feel like, I don't know, you ever, like, looked into, like, fucking, like, I guess, like, fine art or, like, paint, like famous artists and, like, painters and shit? Have you ever gone to, like, a... a, a you ever in New York or a big city like the Museum of Modern Art and like looked at that shit? Mm -hmm. Ever done that? I, I've been to uh, the Art Museum in Denver. I'm actually probably gonna go again here in a couple weeks, but but that's probably the closest like big like you know grand mm -hmm. you know more fine art stuff that I've seen in person. Yeah, no, that shit's definitely interesting. There's a lot of inspiration. A lot of, like looking a lot of like there look at like movies inspired by paintings. Like there's, there's a lot of like that as well. Mm -hmm. Just like like a like even in the Batman movie, like uh, the uh, like famous diner painting or whatever. Yeah, 
we're talking about like they like recreated that same frame when the Riddler's like in the diner mm-hmm. and fucking um but yeah yeah no, I've, I've like for that bot wars project I've just been like have like a binder just full of like reference I've just been like ripping pages out of art books and shit mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like putting it in there like all like retro futuristic like sci-fi art mm-hmm. this one guy named like like Sid Sid Mean I mean, look him up like this dude would, would make the craziest sci-fi art all by hand so that's kind of like the vibe that like bot wars uh-huh. is about i guess you know what i mean just like that like retro futuristic yeah. like you know like, like utopian kind setting of you know? cyberpunk-esque yeah. type yeah exactly. he like this guy worked on the blade runner movies okay. and the alien movie that would, yeah that makes sense yeah. and then like the he did like the original drawing for the like eight those eight ATATs. Oh wow! Yeah, mm-hmm. you know he's a legend. But yeah, now there's so many people out there, especially today. Like you go on Instagram, you just like want to find art or like Twitter or whatever. There's so many people making art, like yeah. fucking iPad. Like you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. People <clears throat> the like, barrier to entry, I think, has gotten a lot lot smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there are, like, a ton of artists I've even had on the show or follow, um, like, they make crazy art, and they literally have, they just use their phone, their finger, and, like, a free, like, art app. Like, they don't even have an iPad or a pen or, you know, a nicer app. They just, you know, have, take what they have, and they can create insane stuff that I have no idea how you can even do. That would be difficult Mm -hmm. with an iPad and a pen, but they, you know, do it on a small screen with their finger and it's, it's insane. And I think with like YouTube and stuff and, you know, online forums and discords that I think if there's something you really want to do, you can do it and, you know, probably have at least get some sort of start into working on, you know, building those skills that you eventually want to like really master. So, I mean, we've been, <clears throat> we've been going for almost two hours here, so I don't want to take up, you know, your whole, yeah. your whole day. All right, I, I like to talk about shit. You seem like a cool kid. I just got, I was getting excited. I was getting excited. Like, um, but uh, I appreciate you letting yeah. me ramble and I pre- I'll DM you some stuff. I want you to um, send me like, that was a little weird, but send me like a reference of how you want your outfit to look in the Pokemon game. Gotcha. Gotcha. It could literally be anything. It doesn't have to be actual clothes you own. It could be like okay. anything. Okay, sweet, sweet. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, I th- thanks for coming on the show. Um, I guess, is there any final thoughts or anything you wanted to shout out like you're doing soon or this year or anything you wanted to say? I don't know. Definitely uh, shout out to my boy Colton. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me appreciate on the it. podcast. I clearly love to fucking talk. <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> a lot was said. Um, I'll definitely come back on here maybe a few years from now, and uh, we'll have some video games that we can mm-hmm. talk about that have been produced and made by Infinity Studios, and some short films, and hopefully a fucking movie. <laughs> Can't wait. And this is what can I turn the yeah. camera on on this thing? Yeah, okay. All right, so I got this in my little office, mm-hmm. the barber pole. We just gotta keep going <laughs> up, man. But it's also a thing Christopher Nolan talks about the barber pole effect. 
in like movies and shit. It's just like you gotta like keep rising towards the climax, like keep rising towards the point. Like in all his movies, like even like the Batman movies, those are my mm-hmm. favorite. Like the Batmobile, if you listen to the noise of the Batmobile, it sounds like like it's like going up. You know what I mean? Like all like subliminal things like rising, rising, rising to like create tension. But we just gotta keep going up. My man Colton's gonna keep going up, and I'm gonna keep going up, and, that, and that's it. All right, well, I appreciate you for giving me so much of your time, and I can't wait to talk with you again in the future. Hell yeah.